My name is Beatrice and I am from Haiku Hands. Hey, what's up? My name's Claire. Hi, my name's Mia. We are a combination of kind of like electronic, punky dance music, art pop, someone said once, which I kind of liked. Lots of bass. It's just great, really. <laughs> Lift the room. Push your pull. Hello, Tim here, and how good was Tyne? Did you hear the last episode? Tyne James Organ. Hopefully you discovered someone new and you were knocked for six when you heard him sing. Here we are on episode three with a band that I've been following for a long time. Now, I can't wait to introduce you to Haiku Hands. Now, I saw them on a random stage first at Laneway Festival. It was stinking hot. They were wearing parachute track pants and visors that you see when elderly people are at the casino, Um, but they looked smoking hot and very cool, and their energy was unbelievable. Now, I'd never heard a single note of their music before that live show, but it made me go home afterwards and uh, just basically stream them for days. Ever since then, I've been following their every move, uh, including their moment, their big moment a few splendours ago. I've got everyone in my campsite to race over to the mix-up stage to watch their midday Saturday set. Now, you know how hard that is when you've had a massive Friday Splendour night, but it was worth it, and my mates were hooked. Their debut self-titled album, Haiku Hands, came out on September 10, 2020, and they chose to spend that day with me. I promised wine. I'm very excited to have you guys here, mainly because, as I've said to you before, this is the first series of my first podcast, and normally I've just called on mates, and you're the first people that agreed to do this, having never heard the podcast yet, because currently, as of now, it doesn't exist. Well, we didn't know this. How have we known? I'm calling out publicists. This is outrageous. <laughs> and it's nice to share a glass of red with you because today we are recording this, I believe it's September 10, um, is mm-hmm. album release day. So cheers to that. Yay. Come on. That's- cheers. I'm assuming it's COVID you had nowhere better to be. So oh, yeah. let's just go with that. We'll, we'll talk about your album in a second because that's down the track. But obviously um, yeah. me and Claire, your sisters, so I'm assuming I know how you met. Um, <laughs> how did you meet Beatrice? And how did she come into the fold with you guys? We met at a festival and then we met at another festival and then we kind of made friends online and then we started writing together. Yeah, but I remember meeting you at Earth Freak and it was, this was like a while ago, maybe 2014. And this, this is a festival in Queensland and there wasn't heaps of females. Oh, cheers. Mm. <laughs> this, is the first, this is the first um, wine in the podcast we've had. Normally oh. it's cans of beer. So thank oh, you yeah. for bringing the, uh, <laughs> nice. the class to it. You're yeah. welcome. No worries. I remember seeing there wasn't very many women performing at the festival. I remember seeing Claire on stage with Hermitude. Yeah, I was stoked because I had played earlier and there just wasn't that many on the lineup. And I was like, she's so cool. And then we have a mutual friend called Jim. Um, whose producer name is Spoonbill. And I was waiting out the front of the toilet for my friend and Jim just walked past the toilet and grabbed me and he's like, we're going backstage. And then I went backstage and there was Claire and met Claire and Angus and Luke Hmm. from Hermitude. Then Claire, um, how did you start out then? Because obviously you're on stage when Beatrice sees you, you're playing with like Hermitude and stuff like that. You've obviously been gigging for a little while then. Yeah, um, we just sketched the rhyme together since for ages, but then my first kind of, music performer experience was performing Speak of the Devil with Hermitude. Like I was kind of like wanting to get involved and they were like, we're, we're going to get a choir on this song. And I was like, I'll come help with the demo. And then I did the demo for Speak of the Devil and their manager was like, Claire, sounds good. It's very unconventional. It's very <laughs> untrained singer style. So then I was on <laughs> Speak of the Devil and that song went really well like for them and like then I was like, 
hey guys, can I do it live? And traveled with them around doing it like as a guest and did that for like two years. And it was so much fun. Like I was like, I love this. And then I was like, the trajectory of a song is that it stops being single after a couple of years. And then I'm like, I won't be able to get this stage hit anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Like need to start something in my own. Like I can't just wait to be asked to feature on some other song by someone else. So um, I was like, okay, writing stuff and then already knew Joel, but I was like, Joel would be a good person to write with who we write with because he's a rapper and like kind of quirky. Mm. And I was like, oh, kind of connect with him. And yeah, and I met B, and she's like super passionate to do it. And like, there's not, it's hard to find other people around who are like as keen, like especially girls and well, it's got to be. It's a job that you've got to be keen because there'll be. I would assume so many things to make you stop along yeah. the way. So many hurdles. So <laughs> many things like, oh, financial <laughs> security. Yeah. There are keen so is many hurdles. No one, two, and three. Yeah. yeah, it's like anybody. Does anyone want to do this? Yeah. I'm keen. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? I, I, yeah, it's nice that we found each other and that we're like, I want to do this, and like, yeah, I want to do this too. And a gig would come about and be like. Should we do it? Yes, let's do it. Like very much a lot of yes energy. Like Say yes and then work out how you're going to do it later. That's oh, my God. Yeah. I think that's a very strong ethos. Yeah. And then we were falling over our feet for a couple of years just saying yes. <laughs> so what was the first thing you said yes to and what did it sound like? I would say one of the first sessions with Joel in Melbourne where when Claire came down and we started writing together and, yeah, I just remember it being really funny. I just remember laughing a lot and. It was just felt like complete exploration. Like it was like a style of music I'd never really thought about doing and a style of vocals I'd never really thought about doing. And I don't know, yeah, we, I just felt like we were all just like experimenting and try, like trying stuff, trying new stuff and just exploring. And so was, when did Haiku Hands then as a concept uh, or as a I know, idea start? How did it start? Was it over a glass of wine? Was it at your house? Was it over your laptop? Was it at a festival going, well, we could do that? Yeah. I think as a concept for me, it started when we supported Jolistics at the Triple J 40th anniversary at the Domain to like a crowd of like 20,000 people. He was like, be our backup dancers <laughs> with him and UMI. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, so we like got a couple of friends involved, all got 100 bucks each and like <laughs> learned to dance move and some backup vocals and it was really fun and Joel was like, that's mad. He was like, let's do this. Like he had a vision and... I was keen. I think that's when the vision was kind of like formed. But then when the name kind of came about, it was probably our first gig when we were like, got a gig at Falls Festival at right. like New Year's Eve. And someone was like, what's your name? Like, we need to put you on the program. And we'd been workshopping names for like six months already. And we kind of oh. just had to make the call and like commit to Haiku Hands. Where is it from? Like it must have been from We were somewhere. working on it. Like we were like sending names to each other. Like Claire was <laughs> on the ground. I went into her bedroom one time and she had all these little pieces of paper with different words on them all over the ground in different combinations. So Just she was kind of doing a like data style. Child. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a David Bowie. David Bowie does it all the time. He used to writing. Yeah, for songwriting. And he actually created like, I remember we went to that exhibition in Melbourne. He created like a whole computer system that would scramble words to look mm. for cool word combinations. 
Yeah. Well, that's how Childish Gambino got his name too. I think oh, yeah. he really? did it on, a, on a rap simulator yeah. or a rap. Well, wow, you know, what's your rap awesome. name? Like your first dog, your first street. <laughs> oh my god! Childish yeah. Gambino so came up. That's a good name. Tiger Hands is a good name too. You Google it and it's original. Yes. Oh, that's such so, a thing. Like that's... the ba- oh yeah, if you Google something, then you have to write band after it. Yeah, it's wrong. or music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or music. <laughs> I remember first seeing. You. I'm, I've been a huge fan for a long time, and oh. and, and Darcy, who is um, our audio guy. Darcy. Um, I came back from the Bad Friday Festival. Oh, um, that was sick. And I put <laughs> you guys on the my Instagram stories and everyone's like, who the hell is that? Uh-huh. that well, well, first thing is, where are you? Yeah. I think because I was so, so close, it looked like you were maybe in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> it was a garage. You, you yeah. were an amp, I think. It was it was unbelievable. So since then, we, the we've been putting your music, even today, in our radio production and stuff. And Amazing. honestly, as, a, as even last week, I'm getting, I always get messages about, well, what's that and where's that? So I've been a big fan for a long time. Your live shows are Unbelievable, and I have this because I remember being that guy when everyone was hungover on the. It was Friday at Splendor, mm. and it was 2018 um, at Friday night. So Saturday at midday, you guys played oh mix my up, God. and so this is this is my memory of it. Oh my God. <laughs> Midday. Yeah. Yeah, so and I'm good. like, I'm dragging my friends who are all music snobs. And like, oh, yeah, who yeah, the yeah. fuck do you think you are? And oh. I'm dragging, and honestly, and I mean this, that was the ho- the best show that we saw that whole Splendor 2018. Oh, wow. oh, that's so, a big call. That is a big call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it really was. Like, it was, I guess. The unexpected is also a part of that too. Like you're going along, but also at midday, everyone's like, oh, we're here. We might as well have a good time. Yeah. That was unbelievable. What happened after that? Was that a moment that you remember? Oh, yeah. 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 I thought no one. I was like, oh, that's cool. My dad's here and (laughs) our manager publicist is here. And, you know, I thought like they'd be like, yeah, some acrobats. I thought we'd just have a good time, you know, because we have a good time. And then it was fucking Packed, yeah. and then people just were so committed. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, "It's twelve o'clock in the day." <laughs> yeah. I was mm. like, "You guys are awesome." Yeah, I was like, "How do you know about this, and why are you here?" <laughs> <laughs> it was it was unexpected and like the best surprise. Like I was like, mm. "Fuck yeah. yeah!" Yeah, and Angus and Kev were DJing in these white wigs, who are two really good. They are very much a part of the band and. They're amazing producers. Oh, yeah. yeah We're amazing. like, put a wig on. <laughs> yeah. We do it, yeah. Well, it's better than pinning out, get people to dance in watermelon suits. So wigs are fun. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I do that. Yeah. Our so, first ever gig, we wore fat suits. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Whose idea was that and where did that come from? As in like sumo suits or fat? Yeah, like no, just yeah, like the fat suits. Yeah, blue, <laughs> yeah, blew these plastic balls up. So we're in All right. big balls of plastic. Big big balls, and now it's more like the more versatile. I've noticed tracksuit and visor. Yeah, it was quite hot in those big balls of plastic. (laughs) We we, we always used to wear ski suits all the time. Like it's splendor on that video. So I was like, oh my god, we're in Byron wearing ski suits. Yeah, (laughs) jumping around. (laughs) I was sweating and I was standing there with a a strummer. Yeah, wow, that was commitment. (laughs) But the we should we're going to bring the fat suits back. I reckon. Yeah, maybe for the colder festivals. Does someone want to sponsor us? Well, for COVID, (laughs) for the one point five meter scenario, maybe we could just get the audience to wear them Mm. at the sit down. I don't know. 
being a COVID time, and this has been um, something that we've touched on with the last couple of episodes, like obviously today is album release day. Whew. How has that felt for you? Not not necessarily that we'll put the album release to one side, we'll talk about that, but just about what would you be doing now as opposed to maybe in your jumpers drinking red wine in a boardroom at a radio station with me? <laughs> <laughs> as much as I oh love Oh, my this, God, our life. <laughs> I'm sure you guys had grander plans. Uh, yeah. It feels quite calming, to be honest. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Maybe it's the wine. It's nice to be with someone who's like interested in talking about the album at this moment in time because that's like on oh, my I'm brain. Glad. Yeah, and yeah. this wine is making me feel really like we're celebrating. So, oh, good. Yeah, mm. we, we tried our good. best. We, I mean, the yeah. hand sanitizer's oh, still here. The and... lighting is exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so <laughs> calming. But mm. we had we had nine months of tours kind of cancelled overnight. So I. What uh, we'd probably be in Europe or something now. We were meant to be mm. in the States in June, July, come back into Australia, go back into Europe, come back into Australia in summer. Mm. And so, yeah, that kind of just got broop. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done much international stuff before? Yeah. 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 Heaps. Oh, good. Okay. Like yeah. in three years. We've Sorry, been- I'm just like stuck in 2018. I'm like, bro, did you know who we are? We went to Diplo's house. Platinum frequent yeah. flyer. Hang on, you went to Diplo's house? Okay, let's go yeah, back here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell yeah. us about your overseas ventures then. We've been to Europe three times and to America twice over the last three years. Like, played Great Escape, Festival in Iceland. South by. South by Southwest in America. Oh, amazing. And, like support tours and stuff. How is that? I've, that's a festival I'd just love to go to and just pretend I'm really important. With yeah. Them. South by Southwest. That's, oh, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a good oh. festival for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's with really. The yeah, with a clipboard like, and a cigar. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys have got some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's when I've seen most of the industry loose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, loose. Time. Yeah. It's their time to party. Yeah. yeah. Well, most of their times it's a party. I feel like when I, I've only <laughs> met you once and that was at the Gold Bar at Splendour and I think it was after your show and I might have gone, oh, great day. So oh, God. I'm glad you're still talking to me. So that's yeah. nice. Oh, we didn't realise that was you. We're leaving. Have a cigar. Did you go to the tunnel party? I did. I always want to go and then I get caught up doing something. I've never been to a tunnel party. You got to go to the really? tunnel party. Really? It was so fun. Did you go in 2018? Yeah. Yeah. And what, why do I have to go to the tunnel party next time I can go to Splendour? It's grimy and dirty and loud and yeah. like and yeah. highly illegal. illegal. You can't see where you're going. And then Is it off site? Yeah. Okay. I don't go off site. I land at like three o'clock on Friday and I leave shabby on Monday they morning. chaperone you straight <laughs> to the festival. And I come straight into here and do the radio show. That's one of my claims <laughs> to fame. I nice. leave on the Monday because Sunday Your night's rock star such a good moment. night. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell I have FOMO? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice has dropped four octaves. You're like, oh, it's an over. What parts of the world have responded to you the best? Definitely Ooh. Slovakia. Oh, yeah, that was the best. That. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of our best shows ever. It was like this crazy thing where we went there and again, like, just didn't really, I didn't really know what to expect. And then it was this amazing, like, serendipitous moment where there was heaps of people, but then it also started pouring outside. So then everyone had to come into the tent. It was like so- a five. <laughs> Thousand eight, ten thousand. It was huge. This tent. Yeah, like, so it was 10, packed. 000. But then it rained, and like people were like forced to come in. So we're like, we have you now. <laughs> <laughs> and then people were going crazy. And there was yeah. like a fifteen-minute encore at the end. And we didn't really have another song. Yeah, they were <laughs> yeah. chanting for fifteen minutes, and we we're all standing backstage, going, <laughs> should, "Should we do another like the same song? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no." 
I've seen that before, though. I saw two people do that. I saw Psy do Gangnam Style twice. Oh, well. For obvious what reasons. What other tracks does he have? <laughs> exactly. yeah. And Kelly Rowland did When Love Takes Over twice yeah, that's in fair. Brisbane. Yeah. Um, but they're my only two. Was so it, did you? Yeah. We've done it twice before. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. What song did you go twice? We didn't go on because, <laughs> no. because we have done it. it before and it wasn't the best situation. We did Mechanical Animal, but we hadn't rehearsed it. That's yeah, what I remember. That was at another. And we, I think we'd been like writing it in the studio and then we went to do it on stage and we oh. hadn't really done the studio vocals live. Do that. That's what happened in my brain anyway. That's what I remember. But, yeah, I remember doing Not About You. We did that once, twice. twice yeah. Can we play a little bit of that? Because oh, yeah. Yeah, that was nice. You like Not About You. Can we play you. a little bit of that? Okay. okay. Also because my seven-year-old daughter still is her favourite song. Oh. Because oh. you say shut up mainly. That's my favourite. <laughs> and that was really controversial. Oh, my God. Well, I haven't played the album yet because I don't have it. <laughs> it does have lots of swearing. Would you show your your seven My daughter, I think I've got two boys and a girl. The, mm-hmm. the boys, if you show them a swear word, they use it completely irresponsibly. She takes this as her little secret with me. Like if Aww. she hears the F word somewhere, she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> she'd never use it because she's an angel. But the other two are not trusted with anything. Right. <laughs> so she has it in her back pocket. So she's she like, gets to listen to the song. She stone. is a mad haiku hands fan. Oh, Jupiter cool. is her favourite song. Yeah, that's But fair. she does love the shut up in, in Not About You. <laughs> I feel like that's my like peak favourite audience is wow. the kids. Like I just love that kids are into it. It's like the best. Yeah. I get, we get. The messages from people all the time of their kids dancing to it, and when Not About You came out, I got lots of people sending pictures of their kids, and I was like, oh, maybe we'll be a kids band. Justine Clark and you on tour together at the Opera You missed Chill. performing. When was how long ago from the moment we were recording this? Now, how long ago was your last live show? Our last gig was in March in Adelaide for the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Yeah, and it was literally the weekend that they called shutdown, lockdown, shutdown, shutdown, shutdown. And Stormzy's done it already. We've, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's done everything. We flew. <laughs> B B was crowd surfing. I was in the crowd, um, and then we got. On the plane, flew home, and people were standing a meter and a half away, saying, "Don't touch me." So that was our last gig, and yeah, really yeah. miss it. It was kind Personally. of surreal because we kind of knew what was coming, and we were on stage, and I was like watching the other girls get in the crowd. I was like trying to savor it <laughs> because yeah. it's like you don't stand on stage in your leather jackets with your guitar. Like your your live performance we is might, such a huge well, now on. maybe. <laughs> But it's such a big part of obviously your routine and, and so how have you been compensating for that? Like, you know, to be match fit when this is all over kind of thing because being match fit's all like yeah. you've been wow. playing live for years. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit worried. Netflix honest. and Red Wine. Or- yeah. Well, we did a live stream not long ago yeah. and we did half a day of rehearsals. It's so muscle memoried. Mm. Like it's like I feel like we have a thing where we're moving around each other and it's kind of we did it. I feel like in my mind we did it more nights than we didn't do it over the last three yeah. years. So it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like a weird aerobics routine that we know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you just know it. Yeah. yeah. It's like we um, don't do that. Ten days pre show. <laughs> I reckon we need ten days. Yep. To get back on on 
Point. 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 Yeah, Thank good, you. Good, good. <laughs> That's the word. You're always saving oh, all the answers, by the way. Wow. You know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. drunk now. Well, like, <laughs> I've been like high pressure, like for the last two or three days, like anxious about the album, and I feel like I can now just relax because it's all out, and I'm drinking red wine. Mm. So. I'm gonna stop drinking yeah. You've got us at a special moment, I think. Yeah. In an emotional state. <laughs> yeah. In our emotional well, it's also state. hard to get you all together because are you all spread around the country or Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was so weird though, because I came up for the live stream and yeah, I drove up because we weren't sure about flying and flights were really expensive and I had heaps of gear and whatever. So drove up and then yeah, drove up on like the Friday and then on the Monday my Suburb went into lockdown. Then a few days later, Melbourne went into lockdown. So mm. I was meant to come up for a week. Mm. I was like, two, three months ago? Mm. Whoa. Yeah. You had to go buy undies. I was like, wow, this mm. is uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, but now. it's crazy because like, I lived in Melbourne for about seven years and I noticed the other day that we're, this is what a different country we're in now. Melbourne's going through the most severe lockdown in the world. Mm. And two wow, days ago, is we, it, it yeah. is, yeah. Far out. And two days ago, we had Zach Efron's new girlfriend on the front cover of the paper. <laughs> so I go, We've moved on up here and we're like, like an hour flight who? away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So it is absolutely crazy how the <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, That's just – we don't have to be in the podcast. It's just a little yeah, something yeah, I yeah. noticed. He's a little well, fat. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's just a fact. Zach Efron, <laughs> high school musical. I know. You need to get a I also don't know him and someone was also talking about him the other day. I was like, who is I think you know the big deal is a movie star who met a waitress at a cafe in Byron and that's everyone now all Someone Because I was just in Byron and someone was just talking about Zach. Have you been to Air the General front. Store Cafe? Uh, Terrible service, it, but great girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now I'm all married up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so on your socials today, you, you <clears throat> talked about you were standing in a cupboard making the album. Is, <laughs> is that true? Where Is that yeah, where you made the of album? Course. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Of course not. I mean, <laughs> but whose cupboard, what cupboard, and, and was it a good cupboard? Dollar Sticks' cupboard <laughs> yep. in his spare bedroom that he converted into a studio. He'd just gotten a publishing deal, so he had bought a lot of new gear and he was excited to try it all out and we were the guinea pigs <laughs> and so he was like, get in the cupboard, do this. <laughs> so, yeah, we spent um, the first like three or so tracks that we ever wrote were recorded in a cupboard. Yeah. It was just very experimental and mm. that's where we started. And where so from the cupboard, where was the most glamorous place you recorded a track for the album then? You've gone to the cupboard to San Tropez. Yeah, so that was or? Joel's first studio. And he was a really, yeah, he was really kind of influential in bringing us together. And yeah, he's such a legend. And he actually wrote this really funny message. I don't know if you saw it today. He's like, enjoy the love today because tomorrow there'll be a cat video and no one will even remember your name. <laughs> I just want to say, I just had this memory when I first came to, I joined Hiking Hands a little bit later, but the first session I had at Joel's house in this. Cupboard. In his cupboard. I got there and we started writing. And the f- I think the first thing we recorded was Charlie Mingus, Charlie Mingus, Charlie Mingus. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> we should play that. Ladies and gentlemen. Wait, gentlemen. have it on here. Charlie Mingus. Oh, yeah. Charlie Mingus, Charlie Mingus, Charlie Mingus. <laughs> Fifteen seconds, motherfuckers. Oh, that yeah. one's about technology. Yeah. And uh, and who is Charlie Mingus? 
jazz musician. Who is Charlie Mingus? You don't know who Charlie Mingus is? No, well, he's coming up next his next episode of the podcast. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I love that. He's a very famous jazz musician. No, <laughs> no. He's very dead. Okay. But um, I just want to show you the middle of that. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's Just Blaze as well. I- Ladies and gentlemen. So B went to um, B went to um, Red Bull Music Academy like sessions when they were going. Yeah. And got to hang out with Just Blaze and they worked on and Theo Parrish. Yeah. Jumped on this track. Did you ever do they ever get back to you about if they're okay with us releasing it? No, but I think I think <laughs> no, no, I think that they're not. I think that there's a lot going on in the States. Right. So I imagine they're both very. They're like, my house is burning. Care. Shut up. Yeah. Trump's yeah. the president. My house is on yeah, fire. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care about your fucking weird track. <laughs> but so, actually, that was an amazing. <laughs> that was an amazing moment for me because we'd just written Man Bitch. Yes. And um, I got to Red Bull Music Academy in Canada and there's like all these like super famous people all sitting up in this amphitheater mm-hmm. and. Uh, you, you had to go down to the Red Bull couch and play your song. And everyone's oh like playing God. this like super progressive electronic, you know, uh, like sound art. <laughs> and I got down and I put on Man Bitch and <laughs> I was like, oh my God. got up and was like, yeah! Like, like yeah. The coolest kids from Berlin. And that was like a real moment for me where I was like, Ah, oh, sick. This oh, is yeah, like, this is good. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is good. good. <laughs> Lifted mine and shot. Yeah. But then, and then, yeah, then we worked on some tracks and um, we had some lyrics that I played with Just Blaze, who's very um, traditional. He's like a real hip hop, very traditional dude. And um, some of the lyrics were like, I want to bite my tongue. I want to bite your tongue. And, and yeah, I remember him being like, I want to bite your tongue. He's like, who the fuck says that? Like, I want you to bite my fucking tongue. And he was like, really? So that then make we you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then we rewrote a bunch. And then Theo Parrish, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's amazing underground resistance, full like techno pioneer. I was like, oh my God. And he just like walked past the room. We had the microphone on. He's like, walked past the room and he was like, he's like, walk straight up to the mic. He's like, I want to bang my drum. Like, and he's like octave, like so low. And it was, I was like, this is the coolest moment of my life. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm done. You're done. You're about to just like, <laughs> walked in and ripped this amazing thing and then left. And it's on the album. It's on the it's album. It's on the album. But we didn't talk about it. It's kind of like, there's kind of an un, not unspoken thing at Red Bull that like what happens at Red Bull is kind of a bit of a free for all. Cause it's like these incredible artists like Kate Renata and, uh, Mike Will made it and just like all these amazing producers who produce like Beyonce's shit and stuff. They come and give lectures and then afterwards they just like cruise around and it's all, oh, it's like, it's so like a, do free features and do free. <laughs> <laughs> but having not, I'm not in the music industry like you, I, I talk about it, but I like, I feel like, <laughs> you know, when I looked at the Defiant Ones documentary on Netflix, like I, like even with um, Tom Petty and, and Stevie Nicks, it was all collaborative. Yeah. Like they were, mm. they weren't all like, this is mine. Well, like oh, surely it's not. Totally. Is that still the case? Do you think? Where well, obviously you've just proven it is. But how do you feel in 2020 in Australia? Is, is it a nice business to be in? I feel like everyone's a friend. Like all the musicians that we know are so supportive. Like today, I feel like crying about it because so many people are sharing our album and just like supporting each other. And I think everyone knows how hard it is. Mm. So we're like very much into supporting each other and giving as much as we can Mm. to each other and feel like music and community go hand in hand. Like I'm drawn to music via community and 
community is drawn to music. Like it's kind of like one and the same. Mm. And you see that Splendor video, like everyone's there to have a good time. Yeah. No, there's no, like I know that's mm. a business for you guys and it's a job, but it's also but you're what making, it means to people. That's what you're doing yeah. it for. Like yeah. you're doing it. And they still it. like that just because they like that doesn't mean they can't like that. And that yeah. yeah. That's it's like a big feedback loop. Totally. totally. But that's also the main reason that I'm still doing it. Like if we had done a couple of shows and people hadn't enjoyed it or like hadn't, <laughs> Please like, there was no response. Like I'd be like, you know, people don't need this. But when you're on, on an amp at Marrickville, Bad Friday Festival, yeah, people and, are like, what's this? And you look at people <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but if you look at people and they're like, I love this. And you're like, you're having an experience and like mm. I, I'm helping that happen and that's the feeling. You guys more than make that make that happen. Like you guys are the party a lot of the time. It's, it's, no, I think it's, it's we we all are the party though. It's like yeah. it would be weird if we were doing it there on our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would yeah. not be a party. Like the live it stream would probably be was a mental <laughs> institution. Yeah. I found the live stream quite hard in that case. We had no yeah. audience no feedback, there. Yeah. We just had these big cameras <laughs> at our faces. I was like, Ugh, <laughs> go away. <laughs> Is there a song collectively or individually that you're the most proud of on the album? Like. Like they all are Obviously. in a different way, yeah. yeah. But I think this one is one that I feel really um, – it's the last track that we play in our live shows. I feel like it really embodies like a kind of sense of freedom that I really want and hope and want to embody in my life of just like being able to be and do whatever you are. You know, it's like I feel like we're in a real time of change and I'm super excited about what people – I don't know, freedom of expression and, I don't know, just less kind of... Social constraints? Yes. <laughs> less social constraints. I was going to say less borders and then I realised maybe I'm just like... You're the only one with a border. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, it's called Supervillain and okay. a friend, uh, well, Travis, who is Machine Drum from the States, he wrote the beat with his wife, Lexi, who's yeah. really awesome. And it was like, I really like that story. It was like one of the first beats that they ever wrote together. So we originally used to like hustle for beats and then there was like a nice turn of the tides where we started getting sent beats and that was a nice experience. And we got a bunch of beats from Ninja Tunes Publishing with Machine Drum and this was one of them and it's like a cool thing to put beats on and see which beats make people get up from the couch or the mm. floor and then if someone's up on the couch and the floor and dancing, it's like, this is a good beat. Yeah. Yeah, this is one. So anyway, this was one that made Claire get up. I can feel pumping that on the school run. I love that. <laughs> we again. actually no, we just made a we that. just made a clean version of it. it's like oh, <laughs> it's <just laughs> terrible. Yeah, yeah I love but there's not actually that sweat them that many. It's just that little bit in the hook. That little bit, yeah. But yeah, that was Which a really cool song to write. <laughs> yeah. The hook's the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Claire, what about you? I'm gonna have to choose car crash because I have a very emotional personal emotional connection to it yeah it was like early on in our writing journey and Joel had picked me up from the airport and he's like what are we going to write about today and then my friend called me had a chat and Joel's like an interested person he was like who's that like who's that what tell me about your friend and I was like oh she's this girl there's all this stuff going on blah 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 
I was like, let's write about that today. Like she's she's an unconventional person. Like she has she's unpredictable and has crazy shit happen at that stage in her life, had crazy shit going on. So and it was a rainy Melbourne day and it was just us two in the studio and we're like just like channeled my feelings about her and just like friends in general, really, like girlfriends and it was like it's like a love song for friends. That was a great experience. We wrote the whole song in a day. He mixed it that night and we did try the other takes and stuff. We like just went with the original. I was so green like on the mic that I was like voice was shaking and I was like, I can't sing. But what that's the take we left it with oh, and it just has that vulnerability and also like adds this other element to the album that's like a different vibe. Mm. Like it's a m- more emotional. That's beautiful. Fuck. Yeah, it's yeah. really. It feels like that. Have you ever seen the movie Drive with um, Ryan Gosling when he's driving no. around? He's the driver. That sounds like that should no. be on that soundtrack. You would love that soundtrack, right? If you haven't seen the movie, listen to the soundtrack. Okay. It's yeah. excellent. That's beautiful. It's a nice. I don't, I'm very bad at describing things I hear. Give it so a go. It's a nice sound. <laughs> <laughs> what about food? What food does it remind you? Oh well, of? I, I host a little bit of a travel show, and whenever they go, you've got to describe the taste. I'm like, mmm, chicken. <laughs> Okay, your turn. Your turn yeah. to pick your um, uh, tune. I want to say "Eat This Bass" because yeah. it is really weird. <laughs> and I was went to write about it the other day, and I was like, "The words are profound." It's like at the corner shop, six burgers with a lot. That's a lot. What, what up, dog? dog? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and I had a really nice experience watching Claire record a bit of the song where she's speaking gibberish and she was has for some reason borrowed my pajamas and she was in her, my pajamas which are floral and she was on the ground in her hands and knees I and think going I on my actual pants. and Joel's like more you can do this Claire you can do this like, so I really enjoyed and then we're like that can we release this can we play this live surely not I really enjoy expression without words, so like with your body or with your voice, without like sp- words that people know, but s- still translate, uh, like still communicate a feeling. And I like that feeling in this, maybe even just the gibberish part of it. Oh yeah, the gibberish. Let's go to the gibberish. But the whole song. That is great. How will you do that bit? Have you done that bit on stage? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you give us a little bit of that now? I won't look. One, two, many, bo, honey, bo, catch up on the morrow, on the hook, cha, a chunk, and a hook, no, no, ha, sa, ha, na, ha, na, ha. Brilliant. Well done. That's brilliant. <laughs> what about 
that, so was it you then, we were just talking about expression before, was it you that really pushed the dance stuff of the live performances or was that always just something that was always going to be a part of it? Um, I think it was always going to be a part of it. I really like to express through movement and Claire and my dad taught this style of yoga which was called Okido Yoga and it was about kind of putting yourself into uncomfortable, not uncomfortable positions, but like ones that you wouldn't normally go into. So it's if you fall when you're older or something, or if you fall, your body's been into that position and you land, it's more familiar. And so I often, when I'm on stage, I go into these positions that are quite uncomfortable. And I think that hopefully that is, might be stimulating for people to watch because they're like, oh, I haven't seen that before. I'm probably realistically just jumping up on down on stage, <laughs> yeah, but it feels like I'm doing that. <laughs> <In your head. laughs> oh, guys, well, I, like, honestly, you've brought me so much joy over the last few years. I've really loved even, you know, what I, I like about you guys as well. I've been able to introduce you to people and then go and watch you like I did when I forced people to the set at 12 o'clock on the Saturday. So I really, I'm chuffed to have met you and I'm so pleased that you've chosen to spend today with me. That's it's so nice. Thank you. Um, how we like to end this podcast is called introducing. And again, mm-hmm. you can all have an answer or you can collaborate, but we like you to introduce our listeners to someone that you're listening to or that Ooh. you think's up and coming or that you like. It's almost like that pass it on. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I know I was just thinking when you said that about bringing people to the show and I feel like that's the coolest thing with music and with community is that you're like, oh my God, I have this thing. You have to Come and see this thing. Yeah. It's like this, like shit. And they took my absolute word for it, and oh, thankfully yeah. they did because yeah, I was like, "You've got to watch them." You just watch them as well. You're like, "Are they enjoying it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. We we yeah. always have a spare ski suit, so if you're oh, if you're if you're there on your own, you're like, "I'm coming up." Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you're in the band. I'll be in I'm the fat suit in the back, rolling Yes, yes, please. But yeah, anyone that you you're listening to at the moment or that you know, I don't mind. Well, on the. When I was driving down, I heard this is probably a massive song already, so there's no point shouting it. Yeah. Post Malone, is that what you're trying to no, It was like Flo <laughs> it's Millie. Beyonce. It's called it's Flo Millie. Yeah. And the song's called Like That Bitch. Which I hate that word. But so you want me to put her it on flow the thing? was actually really good. Yeah, do it. Wouldn't it's it's just very left field. Yeah. It's just something I heard an hour ago. That's great. great. This is fresh, oh, isn't yeah. it? You're so fresh. She just has good um flows in her raps. And nice style. I also love Cardi B. Hey, what are your thoughts on WAP? Oh, I love it. Love it. Fuck it. Just swipe your credit card night. like swipe your nose like a credit card. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck <laughs> 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 my. It's been so much crazy. Um, like I've read a bunch of essays of, of like people doing like kind of like feminist evaluations mm. on, you know, the context of that in hip hop and in the Western world. And what's the What's the vibe? Well, the I mean, the vibe that I understood from these basic essays was that it's just like, it's like a version of a misogynist version. Like, mm. it's like a female it's misogynist version. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's flipping the script mm. but doing exactly the same thing. Mm. But then when I, I actually watched it with my friend Zach who wrote Onset, the beat for Onset, which is on our tribe, has been staying with him in New Byron, and he made me watch the film clip. Like, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't love that music but he's like, just have to watch how trippy it is, and then in which one? In on, what? on WAP, oh. like the actual film clip is it's really crazy. fucking cool. 
I'm raising two boys in that WAP world going, okay, I'm not oh, sure yeah. what you guys meant to think about yeah, all this. What, have you asked them? Curious. Because he's I know, a dad. they're too young, but I, I know, know if this is means. what's happening now, then like we don't play it in the afternoon, but at night they play it on the station because yeah, it's the number one song around the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you think like, about these being tracks for years that are like guys talking about oh, totally. pussy and stuff. And, or their dicks. Yeah. Yeah, that was And the, now we're like, oh, WAP. And but see, I like the Strokes. They don't. They don't do that. <laughs> like yeah. I, I've never been in that hip hop world right. where I go. I, I know exactly what you mean. I didn't like that either. Right. <laughs> like mm, I was like, oh, scene, just though. talk about bad decisions with the color, good chords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk about your family life. Jesus, <laughs> isn't that what talk about music? Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. But I guess like hip hop is so huge now, and like oh, yeah. it's historically been so male dominated that. Yeah. It's kind of necessary for like mm. women to also have a voice and be like, well, if you want to talk about sex, this is what I think <laughs> yeah. about it. Like, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Refreshing. Yeah. Go shopping to let time pass. You look for the clearance rack. I don't look at price tags. I buy shit with straight cash. Bitch, you broke, you finance. Big top, small legs. Bitch, be like a wine glass. Talking all that shit, but she can't see me with her blind ass. Her boyfriend in my DM saying, oh, I need your finance. Where's she from? Cool. Probably America. Uh, it says text me two five one oh. seven six nine three four. So I I'll mean Zebra Cats' email is like <laughs> ten years ago. Just like uh, minimal beat, nice flow. Yeah, that's great. Heard an hour ago. Heard an hour ago. Yeah. This is fresh as. I love this chick called Dua Salia. So D U A S A L E A. I don't know which track to play. She does this like, I just, she's a spoken word poet and then she ended up, has been working with heaps of producers and she just has like such a cool flow that's like, yeah, this combination. It's like she's really lazy. Mm. And, and she's kind of like she's a musician but not. And I really I have like a friendly that. neighbor. She wanna be my savior. Her daddy always warns about my family's behavior. She wonders about my flavor. Those chocolate coated layers. She looks me up or down her pussy melting. She's really good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sick. Yep. Yeah. Would you like to throw someone in the mix? I'm gonna say Hooligan's Hef. This is a track that I've heard at the beginning of COVID starting and I've been thrashing it and I love it. That was great. Yeah, it's mad. I thought it was funny that when we were doing a gig and Mia was like, hey, maybe we can get Hooligan Hefts to support us. And uh, I was like, hey, Mia, it wasn't- I think they might be kind of bigger than us. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, it was HB Boys. HB Boys. <laughs> I wanted HB Boys to, to support, support us. us, but maybe we need to support them. <laughs> okay. I want to support HB Boys or Hooligans Hef. Hey, would guys. You like to re- the supporting would sound like a fun gig to me. No pressure. 
Just yeah, to, we've supported quite a f- like amazing musicians. Yeah, and yeah, it's fun. Block party. Oh, did you do Tempo. the album? The Silent yeah. Light. Yeah. I think I saw you there. That was yeah. a good idea. Yeah, that was a weird audience to perform in front of because they're like, "What are you yeah. doing?" I'm here for the twelve tracks, mate. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm here for Silent Alarm. I'm going to get a I'm t-shirt and I want to hear yeah, Helicopter. Yeah. I don't know what I mean. So they, I, I remember. <laughs> looking, <laughs> I, I remember we just gotten back from Europe, like that day or the day before and then we flew to Adelaide the next day and we did their show and I remember this guy in the front looking at his watch for a lot of the time <laughs> and it was I was so jealous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, people always get into it by the end. Yeah. But mm. it was like Except it's, in it's, Adelaide. We had no good <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it's um it's Adelaide's album of the week though. Did okay. you see that? It was so nice. I was like, Love they you. do like us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I always feel for Adelaide because, like, the big arena shows, like when U2 came and, and Harry Styles, he hasn't come yet, obviously, but when he was scheduled for the November, they do everything but Adelaide. Do you have know, an insight no, into that? Well, yeah, so uh, someone we know yes. said. Oh, I'm finally like, getting to the bottom she's of like, this. Is good. She's like, fucking Adelaide. She's like, no one comes to gigs when you play there, but if you don't play there, they get really annoyed. Oh, yeah. And she was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, which is totally understandable. Because we've detected a real thing. We put proper research into this on the radio show where <laughs> – all these Tastes big like arena chicken. shows. Yeah. <laughs> what, then they don't go? No. They do every capital city except that. And then they Adelaide. don't go there. Maybe they're tired from the Fringe Festival. Maybe. It's a big they're time. Saying, I mean, no, said too many judges on unicycles. <laughs> like, oh, I got Harry Styles <laughs> <Don't> now. <laughs> <laughs> but also at the same time, it's got the car thing and. Oh, they got heaps oh, of Oh, the clips all. <laughs> clips. <Yeah. laughs> Fucking burn out from the clips oh all. Oh, come on, man. I'm, I can't hear anything. <laughs> I've lost my hearing. Oh, well, girls, yeah. congratulations on debut album, Thank Hike Your Hands, self-titled debut album. Um, it's so lovely to have spent the night with you in a, in a lovely professional <laughs> way. But I can't wait to see you guys, guys on stage again. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it won't be that far away. I hope so. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we want to have a party. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being so interested. Thank you.